0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Chiron. I can't remember if he wanted me to cover a specific topic, so hopefully if you're listening to this Chiron, let me know if you find this topic both entertaining as well as informational. Anyways, I've been trying to figure out why many of us MGTOWs come here to YouTube each and every single day seeking out answers. The more videos I produce, the more I shut down some deep part of my empathetic self, and the more logical and Spock-like that I become. As I do this, I leave love behind and the chemical illusion that it creates in my mind. More and more logic and reason are coming to dominate my existence. Now I wanna read the first paragraph from an article entitled, Brain Can't Empathize and Analyze at the Same Time, says New Study. I'm also putting a link in the description below so that you can read it for yourself. And this is the opening paragraph. Scientists have discovered that the brain circuits we engage when we think about social matters, such as considering other people's views or moral issues, inhibit the circuits that we use when we think about inanimate, analytical things, such as working on a physics problem or making sure the numbers add up when we balance our budget. And they say the same thing happens the other way around. The analytical brain network inhibits the social network. This study is believed to be the first to show that humans have a built-in neural constraint that stops us thinking empathetically and analytically at the same time. Apparently when humans are in a restful state and they don't have some daunting mental challenge to solve, they become emotional and empathetic. After two decades of seeking love in my own life, I now realize that I've seeked it out at the cost of my own rational self. There are times over the last 20 years where I saw a glimmer of logic and reason, mostly through my work and what I was doing. I saw this in some portions of my life where I started heading down the long and narrow path trying to make myself happy. But the desire for love and empathy stood in front of that. The desire to be loved and to love came to dominate my existence. Roughly 70-80% of my existence was devoted to being empathetic, and about 20-30% of my existence was directed at reason as well as logic logic was a slave to love. I used logic and reason to gain access to love. I worked hard enough to attract women with material things and I had no idea they were more interested in what I could provide instead of who I was. Now my life is 70 to 80 percent logic and reason and 20 to 30 percent empathy and love. I often give myself complex intellectual problems on a daily basis and this inhibits the emotions and social problem-solving skills that I have built up over the last few decades. I spent years in therapy trying to build connections to other people, and to have a healthy relationship with women, whatever that means. And now that I realize that there's no such thing as a healthy relationship for most men in this day and age, I've decided that my mind will rather be ruled by reason. The idea of intellectually induced asexuality has been floating around in the manosphere, as well as MGTOW channels, for a long time. But now I believe it's not asexuality that's being induced, but instead logic and reason have taken front and center stage over love and empathy in people's minds. It is a fact that a logical mind cannot empathize with others at the same time. Empathy is a vital component to love as well. Without it, there can be no love. As I focus on my intellectual daily pursuits, day after day, the mental circuitry for love is not being used on my part. I'm not turning it off, per se, but I'm redirecting my conscious thoughts to other parts of my mind, thus shutting down my ability to empathize and feel. In the not-so-distant past, most of mankind had neither the luxury of empathy nor the luxury of reason and logic. And the Renaissance gave rise to the Age of Reason. And reason gave rise to Sir Isaac Newton as well as Nikola Tesla. They were both men incapable of love and empathy because their minds existed on an almost perpetual state Of reason and logic. They were men like Mr. Spock from Star Trek. And the reason Spock is so fascinating to many of us is because he represents a man that has complete mastery over his desires and primal urges. And when Captain Kirk and Bones constantly try and provoke him to feel and have emotions, they are trying to lower Spock to their own level. In the new incarnation of the Star Trek films, Spock embraces his emotional side and falls in love with Uhura. Much like human beings, he cannot be rational and romantic at the same time. The same goes for all of us men. We can't be in love and rational at the same time, like I said. The circuitry in our minds cannot do both at the same time. It's not about multitasking. It goes deeper into the actual functioning of our brains. And the same apparently goes for women. When women nag at men, they probably aren't feeling empathy. When they scold us or throw away our old clothes or try to tell us to get rid of our first high school sports car... They are cold and rational, as well as calculating. They are rationalizing their own self-interests. Nature is cruel because it usually makes women fall in love after men. We fall in love with women almost right off the bat, and then nature is cruel once again, because women tend to be the ones to fall out of love first with men, and men are still in love with them. As far as I can see, nature tends to reward men with loving emotions longer, while it takes them away from women a lot sooner. Men get their emotional satisfaction from relationships. Otherwise, why would they even stay in one if they were unhappy and didn't have kids? Women, on the other hand, gain more material satisfaction in their relationships because they get more personal space, but they tend to be emotionally unsettled. It's like the material wealth they enjoy is there to make up for the lack of empathy and love that they have in their hearts for their husband or their partner. Consumerism may just balance out the emotional insecurities, but in most cases it doesn't. It just amplifies them. One of the first videos I put together was called Women Are Incapable of Love and at that time I didn't fully understand reason versus romance. If I see love as an obsession with another person without a rational reason or purpose behind it, then I suppose one can say that it usually takes a few months for women to warm up and fall in love. And then it takes most women only a few short years later to cool that love down once again. Women tend to be cold at the beginning as well as the end of a relationship from my personal experiences. I believe women are irrational and in love when they are obsessed with us men about a month or two into the relationship, when they are constantly calling us over the phone and demanding attention. In many cases, they do this multiple times a day and are constantly interested in talking to us men. They are craving irrational attention. This is love for them as far as I'm concerned. Women crave attention because to them, it represents love. To them, love is something that's tangible and real. It's a bouquet of flowers, a meal, a letter, or a poem. To them, love equals attention, and attention usually means physical things as well as gestures. It's completely irrational, and that's why it's love. When was the last time you heard a man demanding a poem or flowers from a woman? Instead, most men want a woman that is both faithful as well as loving. Is that too much to ask? I know the answer to that question, and so do most of you. It's not so much that men can shut down their emotions, but it's far more likely that we can divert our conscious attention away from social problems and focus her attention on rational and logical issues instead. Because of female onguru preference, it's more difficult for women to stay in long periods of time where they have to be logical as well as rational. At least that's from my own experience. I honestly think this is nature's way to make women relate more easily to children, as children tend to be irrational and playful most of the time. A woman is kind of a communications bridge between men and children. She also tends to be the center of a family social, as well as biological life. That's why I believe that women enjoy planning family get-togethers more than men. They feel accomplishment when everyone gets together and socializes. And it's their planning, and their doing, and they're basically the center of attention. In today's world, we have the luxury of both empathy, i.e. love, as well as reason and logic. Today, many blue pill men marry women for love and attraction. But in the future, it will be more about marrying someone for reason and logic when it comes to blue pill men. They will take more factors into consideration, such as her family's availability of resources, as well as what she brings to the table. They'll also see how well she deals with less material things in her life, and how she deals with daily stresses. Many wealthy families that I know have terrible genetics, and are often ugly by conventional standards of beauty. But they do successfully pass on their genes, as well as wealth from generation to generation. We are entering a new age of reason, and leaving behind the old parts of irrational consumerism. It still hasn't happened yet, but we're well on our way. When that happens, both reason and logic will rule the land. Free, rational men like ourselves will be the new power that runs civilization. And not many of today's consumerist women that hold the buying power in an economy gone mad. They will no longer be able to afford the luxury of empathy. If you still don't believe that love and empathy are connected, then read the second article I'm adding to the description below. It's called Empathy, a Vital Component of Love, and it discusses it from a female author's perspective. To end this video, I I want to congratulate myself for finally reaching over 1 million views on my YouTube channel sometime tomorrow. I'm sure it's only the first of many millions still to come. And I'm also about to pass 7,500 subscribers on this channel, or three quarters of the way to 10,000. I would have made it past a million views by now, but I took about 25 of my videos down and made them private after I was doxxed. Otherwise, that one million number would be closer to 1.2 million views. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again to Chiron for your donation, and thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.